Welcome to One Star Bazaar, where we review the movies that critics hate. This week, we are looking at a genre-bending Netflix original. Bright was directed by David Ayer, written by Max Landis, released December 2017 on Netflix, starring Will Smith, Joel Edgerton, and Numi Rapace. It has a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 29% on Metacritic. Here's what critics had to say. David Fear of Rolling Stone said... This is what it looks like when good ideas go bad. A sequel, naturally, has already been greenlit. Go orc yourself, Hollywood. It's a, it's a bad pun on F yourself and the fact that there are orcs in the movie. So it's, he really hated it. Andy Webster of the New York Times said, The result is a loud, ungainly hybrid that does not serve police procedurals or fantasy spectaculars very well. David Ehrlich of IndieWire said, Potentially a dark harbinger of things to come. Bright isn't only the worst film of 2017, it could be responsible for many of the worst films of 2018 and beyond. So mean. <laughs> Devin Coggin of Entertainment Weekly said, Bills itself as part buddy cop movie, part lavish fantasy, does neither justice, resulting in lazy nonsense that's too silly to be good and too self-serious to be any fun. Let's see what we think. Man, sounds like it's going to be bad. <laughs> For our first critique category, how's the acting? I think the acting was fine. Fine. Like, it was good. No, I mean, it was, it was, there's nothing wrong with the acting. I don't think anybody's going to criticize and say Will Smith did a bad job or Joel Edgerton did a bad job of acting or even Nomi Rapace as the, I mean, you know, over the top villain. Yeah, I definitely thought for, for villain acting, she was like spot on. Definitely not too ridiculous. Right. I gotta say, though, for any criticisms of this movie, I have no criticisms of Will Smith. Yeah. This is like, <laughs> this is like old school classic Will Smith. Like, I, I would imagine the director was just like, okay, Will Smith, pretend you're making Bad Boys whatever, you know, Bad Boys 3, 4, 5. Just pretend you're your character in Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 and just go. But... But now your partner's an orc instead of Martin Lawrence. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever. My point is, this is like classic Will Smith. Like, Independence Day, Men in Black. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, this is like, you know, the, the vehicle and the type of role that Will Smith does best. But it's funny, because a lot of people's criticism of Will Smith as an actor is that Will Smith is really good at playing Will Smith. Mm -hmm. I think there is some truth to that that he he kind of plays the a similar versions of different characters but at the same time in a movie like this i have no problem with that yeah and for our second category does the story make sense i know you had some arguments about that about the clunkiness in the beginning but you can't argue that it's not a coherent no, story the story makes sense it's an issue of it's weird it's it's very original. It's very out of the box. It's, you know what it is? It's like when, if you watch a cooking show like Chopped or something, and somebody has to tie in ingredients that don't really make sense together, and right. sometimes it's it's 
uh, it works and the judges are like, oh my gosh, I never would have thought of that. That's amazing. And other times they're like, yeah, there's a reason these ingredients don't go together. You shouldn't have done it this way. Yeah. That's what I think the main criticism is. The first part of it, I was thinking this would be better as a TV show. Uh-huh. Once they get into the main chase drama with the MacGuffin that everybody's trying to get. What is a MacGuffin? A MacGuffin is like the plot device that everyone wants. Oh, okay. So like, for example, in Indiana Jones, the MacGuffin is the Lost Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. Or the Holy Grail in the third one. Or the crappy crystal skull. Exactly. <laughs> so, the plot device, are we saying what it is? No. Okay. So the plot device in this, once they get to the point where everyone's trying to get this thing, at that point, definitely movie. Like, I don't, you wouldn't have a whole TV show. I mean, you'd have one episode of a TV show where everyone's trying to get this device. That is very reminiscent of, like, old action movies, I think. It It makes you think of, like, 80s action movies where it's very, the plot's pretty simple. It's... The bad guys want this thing. The good guys have this thing. There's lots of chasing and gunfights and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, like Lethal Weapon, right? I don't remember that movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned that this has the normal world building of any, sh- any movie. Mm-hmm. It's fantasy. However, I feel like there's so much needed to world build to create this because that was my point is it is kind of a huge leap to go like this world there's so much right so different basically that would work really well as a tv show where you have over the course of several episodes you can slowly release that information Whereas with this, it's like, okay, you got 30 minutes to tell everybody everything about this world, go. See, but I don't feel like it's that confusing. Like, you're way hung up on this. And this is like a major point of contention for you. I'm not having that problem. I feel like... I'm presented with this world. I'm accepting it. I'm engrossed in it and I I don't find any of it like confusing or like it's not being explained well enough it's it's a matter of good writing gives you the exposition and the world building and explains all the stuff going on in the background that you need to know to understand what's going on in much more subtle ways oh rather than just straight this up, is like... just like this is what this guy is this is what this thing is and you're like, okay, I have that information, but it's clunky uh-huh. because it's not. And that's what a lot of people, when they complain about bad writing, or, you know, is because it's just so clunky in that way, I guess. So another thing to think about on this question, whether or not the story is coherent and makes sense, you have to realize that. There's no, I mean, there's a normal movie ending, but there's no, like, overarching story ending to this. Right. Because there's, and and that's a problem, I think, for some people, because there's some weird elements where they talk about, like, prophecies, and, you know, there's this, there's a big bad, this dark lord who's gonna return, and, and all this stuff, 
that you would get totally typical to like fantasy movies. Right. That often are trilogies or series or whatever. Or the Rings. Harry Potter. Yeah. You have to realize and accept that this movie doesn't have all that closure. Don't be upset at the end when it seems like there's not really a good ending. I don't think that's too spoilery to tell people that. I think the ending was satisfying, though. No, I, I don't have a problem with the ending. I don't have a problem with them setting up future conflict. What I have a problem with is certain elements of what's going to be important later on that just seem weird and out of place in this movie. The story overall is coherent, but there's certain elements that definitely Could you're like, what? Exposition. You're either, yeah, like either explain it fully so that when you get to a point, it's like a twist. You can't have a twist where you didn't give clues that that could be the case later on. Like I mean, in the snowman where they didn't give any clues whatsoever. Exactly. So moving on then, I feel like what we're talking about kind of fits into that. So is the movie engaging and, you know, do we care what's happening? I know there were parts I got chills. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. How what do you think? It's definitely, it's coherent. Uh-huh. Entertaining. It's, it's entertaining. It's, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Got explosions. Yes. It is all those things. I still feel like I can understand the criticisms of it because I do think it was jumping around a lot. It was, it wasn't sure. Like for the first half, you have this whole, like, is it like a weird, you know, diatribe about current race relations in our country and police brutality and all the stuff that keeps happening. It's true. There definitely was that, you know, all the stuff that you see in the news, like every week about, shootings and racial stuff and And police corruption. And then the second half, it was just like typical, like fun action chase sequence. Like keep the bad guys from getting the The MacGuffin. MacGuffin. (laughs) If they had, instead of making this a weird fantasy world, if they had just made it a, our world today where somehow magic ancient magic has resurfaced story or setup yeah. for the story if they had done that maybe critics wouldn't have hated it so much they would have just been like oh it's a dumb movie but whatever we've seen this before it's the same dumb movie we've seen yeah versus i don't know maybe some people were offended at the idea of them trying to mix in those themes well and i don't think that's a bad thing though i think that putting this sort of fantasy elements in a familiar situation in a familiar world helps make it more understandable and more relatable and kind of easier to digest fantasy when it is kind of in those familiar settings even though it's more outlandish than reality all right so our last category is when it was over was it an enjoyable movie going experience or did we wish we had not watched? Um, it was enjoyable. It, it was, was definitely enjoyable. It was fine. Uh, like I didn't, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this to be over. And there were, I mean, there were definitely parts where I feel like you, like, especially in the beginning, you got so caught up on like the logistics of the world. And I feel like I got caught up. Or yeah, people, okay. you got caught up. Yeah. Which might have been one of the criticisms that the people did have of the movie is 
you know, trying to come at it from that sort of analytical perspective versus like, this is a popcorn movie. This is a traditional, like you sit down, you get immersed in a different world for two hours. I do wonder what would have happened if this had been released in theaters, you know? But I mean, at the same time, maybe they figure nobody's going to watch it because everybody knows, oh, it'll be on Netflix in two months. I'll just wait. I'm not, I'm going to save my 20 bucks. Whereas with normal movies, you never know if Netflix is going to get it or not because you're going, oh, well, maybe it'll be on HBO later. Maybe it'll be on Netflix. I mean, we've had movies where we go, oh, I'd like to see that, but I'll wait until it's streaming somewhere. And it's like a year later, you're like, holy crap, did that never come onto you know, yeah. anything? And then all of a sudden it pops up on HBO the next week. And you're like, oh, man, that was a long time to wait. What I find interesting is, so this was directed by David Ayer. Yes. Starring Will Smith. Yes. Also, David Ayer and Will Smith did Suicide Squad. Yes. <laughs> Which I think both, everyone agreed was bad. Both have a 26-27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Suicide Squad's 27, this is 26. This movie was definitely better than Suicide Squad, in my opinion. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. No, way better. It was weirder. Was it, though? Was it any weirder? I mean, okay, I guess if you had told me this was based on a comic book, then it wouldn't be weirder, but it's, maybe it is, I don't know who came up with the story. I don't think it's weirder. I think, I think Suicide Squad had a lot of failings in the plot section, much more than this movie did. Well, Suicide Squad also had a lot of failings in the acting section, and this movie (laughs) didn't really have that issue. So you have a critic review somewhere. Yes. Where the guy said this might be the, this is the worst movie of 2017. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to pull that up because, yeah, that guy, he, that's, I was like, he is way harsh with this review. David Ehrlich of IndieWire. Bright isn't only the worst film of 2017. It could be responsible for many of the worst films of 2018 and beyond. Now we saw way worse movies that came out in 2017. I know. That this is not the worst movie of 2017. By far. Because I have seen the worst movie of 2017. It and it is called Snowman. The Snowman. <laughs> and it is a god-awful movie. It, yes. <laughs> I was waiting for So when we first that. talked about starting this podcast, yes. we thought, what if we see movies that are so bad that we can't talk about them for 20... Like, we'll just be like, yep, it's bad. Okay. <laughs> And we thought, well, maybe we should try to do, like, two movies every podcast, you know, like, uh-huh. it's hard, the problem is it's hard to find ones that we unequivocally believe are bad, and then ones that we could go on and talk about the merits and whether, you yes. know, good or bad or whatever. The Snowman is horrible. Yes. That movie made no sense. That's fair. That's a classic example of, was the story coherent? No. <laughs> do I wish that I could have... Gotten that two hours back? Yes. <laughs> Don't waste your time. It has zero redeeming qualities. It, so. So Snowman, no. Snowman, definitely Bright. the worst movie of 2017. Therefore, Bright cannot be the worst movie of 2017. <laughs> now, apparently they're making a sequel to Bright. Yes. Sequel. Sequel so, in the works. You know, that might be better. Now a sequel all always the... has an advantage because it doesn't have to lay the groundwork like the original. And yet, people consider generally sequels to always be worse than the first, with few exceptions. I 
am one of those people. A sequel has to do more than just be a good movie in order to surpass the first one. It has to. It can't just stand next to it. It has to stand above it. Hmm. I don't know that I agree with that. That's fine. <laughs> That's kind of the it's whole just... point of this, is that we have two different perspectives. Yeah, whatever. You're wrong. <laughs> this movie, I would give it like a two stars. It's just, it's a fine, it does what it's supposed to do. It's a decent mix of action. I mean, is it? It's, I would give it a little higher. Than it's not, stars. no. Come on. It wasn't a good movie. It was just, it was a passable movie. Certainly not the worst movie of 2017. I don't know. I mean, did that guy see the snowman? <laughs> I don't know. Should I go look up and see if he has a review somewhere for the snowman? Because Bright came out in December, right? It did, yes. Pretty sure snowman came out in like October or November. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, especially to come out at the end of 2017. To basically have seen... Everything of the year, and then say that's the worst one. There's no. Maybe he no. just really hates fantasy. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's funny when we started doing this, we figured like you're the one that loves bad movies. I'm this one that's <laughs> more snobby about it, and I, you know, love best pictures and. I just imagine you sitting like in the classics in a top hat oh and gosh. tuxedo, dipping like a shrimp cocktail. Well, I sit there with, like, a bucket of popcorn and just, like, shovel it in my face hole. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think it's funny that this is the second week where I've basically been, like... It's fine. Why are people so harsh? Yeah, that is... I mean, I guess my problem is, like, movies are just supposed to be entertaining. That's so true. That's why watch them. And not every movie is trying to win awards. Right. Like, some movies are just made to entertain people. It's like... It's not a bad thing. I liked the show Flipper Flop because I don't have to think. It's just like junk food for my relaxing, vegging out brain, like yeah. when I'm home from work. And I'm just like, oh yeah, it's interesting. And then it's short and it's over. And a lot of movies like this, they aim to do the same thing. They're just an entertaining story, you know, a little bit of escapism, a little bit of action, just to sit back, like you said, you know, eat some popcorn. And not have to worry about yeah. stuff. Not have to read much into it. I feel so. like film's best, the, the best thing about movies is that aspect of escapism. It's why people like books. It's why people like music. It's why people like anything that kind of takes them out of their everyday. And, yeah, lets them just forget about everything else for however long they're consuming that media. And... I think the critic system especially is kind of out of tune with that. They're still thinking in lines of, oh, prestigious awards and everything else. But it's, it's just, the peop movies are made for people. I mean, there's, some, there's a lot of critics, to their credit, who do have that mindset, I think. That they do find something redeeming in a movie, or they do kind of try to set aside the snobby elitism and say, you know, yeah, this movie's fine, it's okay. Whatever. Like not every movie has said to. For all the movies we've seen so far, it's fine. It's a movie. That's yeah. It is. <laughs> it there's not a lot of movies that I've seen where I'm like, this is a god awful movie. I wish I had my life back. Like that was a complete waste of time. There are a few. The Snowman. The Snowman was one. <laughs> Hudson Hawk. 
Hud, we didn't even finish. We just Hudson turned Hawk. it off in the middle because I was like, "This is the dumbest. This doesn't make any sense." Poor Bruce Willis. Do not watch Hudson Hawk, people. Stay away. Johnny Mnemonic. Yes. Worst movie I've ever seen. If we talk about all the movies you hate, okay. we're not going to have anything left. <laughs> well, there's some of these movies I'm not going to watch. That's I'm going to be like, no, there's no point in watching it. I already know it's a god-awful movie. I'm not watching it. I know. But my point is, there are movies. But I I think I can find some redeeming value in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And this is certainly one of them. Like, I wasn't bored. I tried very hard to just focus on it. Was it predictable? Yes. Guess what? They're not trying to reinvent the buddy cop action movie and just because they're throwing in orcs and magic or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, tropes that exist in certain genres for a reason. Yeah, they exist for a reason because they generally work yeah. and are successful. I think if you had made this movie simply about cops who stumble upon a terrorist plot, it would have been more successful. If you strictly made it a fantasy movie about, yeah, sure, there's orcs and knights and whatever else, and it's strictly fantasy, it would have been more successful. I think the problem critics have with it is that it does try to bridge the gap between the two, and that doesn't fit with their idea See, of what I'm, a movie should be. I'm not sure, because I think if you had done that, it wouldn't have necessarily been more successful. It still would have been harshly reviewed but maybe at least they would have expected it they would be like yeah we expect this to be a dumb action movie but i think in a time when hollywood is out of ideas and everything is just a remake or a reboot having something like this that dares to change the to go against the norms and kind of change what is expected i think is a good thing yeah i just wonder again if it would have been better received if it had been a TV show. Right. Because I feel like TV is really where you have more time to be bold and make those kind of choices. Right. Plus, there's so many more TV shows than movies. I mean, there's a lot of movies that get made. But there's, like, so many channels that just need programming to fill their stuff. And, of course, Netflix needs content constantly. That's why there's Flipper Flop, Flipper Flop Atlanta, Flipper Flop Vegas, Flipper Flop... Wherever, Fort Worth, flipper flop, wherever the hell. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Thank you for listening to One Star Bazaar. As always, please let us know what you think by reaching out on Facebook or Twitter at One Star Bazaar. You can visit our Patreon page to contribute to the podcast if you like what we're doing. Please rate and subscribe if you're willing. It helps us out and lets us know you're listening. Next week, we'll review a spoof movie with a cult following that shares its namesake with a spicy Chinese takeout favorite.